The following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. And, of course, Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax results on this Saturday morning. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I thought for sure you were going to tell me that uh, you went down to the Field of Dreams. And I was, oh, my gosh. I would have been so I jealous. Wa- I honestly wanted to so bad. <laughs> and I found, I found a website where you could actually, like, sign up if you want to know, if you want to be notified about tickets that come available. And I got an email one day saying, we have four tickets available. And I got so excited. And I read the email for $36,000. <laughs> I could have bought four tickets to the Field of Dreams. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think so. No. no, no I, <laughs> Maybe next year's game or the year after or the year after. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was so cool. I think that I, I heard during the broadcast that it was the average price ended up being somewhere north of three grand per ticket. And that but includes of, the people who got it through the lottery fairly cheap. Yeah, because of those high-end ones driving it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, good for the people who got to go at an affordable price yes. because what an experience. Oh. And I wonder what that's going to do to the price of real estate in Dyersville, Iowa. Yeah, exactly. I was. Yeah, I had the same thought. And uh, part of it was when they showed the shots of the beautiful sunset, the wonderful oh, Midwestern my. sunset. And Seriously. All these, all these people living in Chicago and New York who are surrounded by tall buildings who don't get to see that. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because, you know, once you have that, like, realtor mindset, you can't get out of it. And as I'm watching these players come through the cornfields, I'm thinking, wow, these guys who have lived in New York are thinking, this is real. <laughs> this is crazy. You know, such a different experience. And yeah. and really, you know, could there have been? It's like we could not have had a more perfect night right. for that game. Like, no humidity, perfect temperature, gorgeous sunset. People are probably thinking, this is where a person should live. It's like, is this heaven? Yeah. Right? <laughs> don't I ask no. about a couple nights before when they had the severe storms roar through there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they lucked out. All right. Um, we have a potpourri of reports to cycle through here regarding real estate. Maybe, maybe start out with the, uh, I saw, it was on the Associated Press about It was for the second quarter nationwide. The prices everywhere, everywhere, everywhere have gone up. Everywhere, and so I think I talked about this last, maybe a couple weeks ago. That um, as far as our market, Rochester and surrounding market, we were up fifteen point five percent year over year, but which isn't bad compared to nationwide, where prices rose twenty two point nine percent to an average median price of three fifty seven nine. So we're still, you know, better than that. And that's nationwide. To have nationwide. The, so you have homes in some parts of the country are selling for way below that. But that means you also have homes selling for way, way up there, too. I, I found something really interesting. Um, so this data came from the National Association. And there were, like, I don't know how many metros, 182 that they were following and of them, 181 increased, and one one of them dropped by one. six by 6.9 percent. And I found it ironic because it was Springfield, Illinois. Oh. 
And my brother used to live there, and he packed up and moved to Florida. And I, he said, I cannot wait to get out of here. The economy in Springfield is so bad. He said there are just no jobs, and the, you know, the government is running things into the ground here. And you know, it's just it's just a dead and dying place. And I thought, oh, you're clearly exaggerating because you want to get to Florida where it's nice and sunny and warm. But uh, he clearly, I guess, wasn't <laughs> because in Springfield, Illinois, the prices dropped by six point nine percent. Now, isn't Springfield the birthplace of Abe Lincoln? It is. They have a big tourist thing that goes on there. Oh. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a cool thing. And the the Abraham Lincoln Museum is really awesome. We went and visited that the last the last time we went to see. But obviously, there. not enough to support the entire economy. <laughs> not enough to support the entire economy. Wow. No. That no. is amazing, though. That of a list of that many markets, there was only one. One. one that had <laughs> everything else had gone up, and some of them. Um, I'll come across that article, but some of them had gone up by, oh my gosh, and I mean a lot. Like 45% someplace. So anybody who's thinking that it's really kind of a tough market for buyers in the Rochester area, we're we've actually got it in made. pretty good shape. <laughs> we've got it made, yes. We've got it made. Um, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, is we do get questions every day. You know, what is the market doing? It seems like things aren't flying off the shelves anymore. You know, have we missed it? Has the market cooled down? Uh, what is Has the bubble burst? You know, blah, blah, blah. And the fact of the matter is, uh, I think I, I read one of the uh, economists from the National Association of Realtors said, we've gone from a steamy hot market to a hot market. Okay, well, that seems like a... Yeah. I, I not I, it's it's not as crazy, but it's still fantastic. You know, I mean, it's like we've said this over and over, Andy. These sellers who have to wait thirty days to sell their house feel like they're devastated. Which two or three years ago was under average. Right. If you sold your house in thirty days, two or well, maybe three years ago, you were probably like jumping up and down, probably taking out an ad in the paper to, to brag about that, you know, because that was a really big deal. But now it's like, oh my gosh. But it's this, the same story, isn't it? We still have a dramatic shortage of inventory. We do. And we have we, ultra low interest rates. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are, there are um, more and more listings coming on the market, which is great. And actually, uh, here, I have an article right here. The, the, it was written Thursday, August 12th, and it was in the National Associations of Realtor magazine, okay? And the title of the article was Rise in Affordable Listings Gives First Timers Hope. Okay. All right. So it does say that the feverish pace of home sales is beginning to follow historical seasonal patterns while new listings grew at an unusually high rate for the summer months, further helping the inventory crunch. So there are some markets, uh, more than half of the nation's 50 largest metros posted double-digit gains in new listings. So Columbus, Ohio was up 42.9%. Now keep in mind, up 42.9%, but they had not that many listings. Well, you that's know? from a year ago, right? Right. Okay. But if but if you only have if you only have 50 listings, 
42.9% isn't, <laughs> you know, so what, you get another 21 listings or whatever, which is, you know, it's 21 listings, but it's not right. like we're talking hundreds and hundreds more listings. So you got to keep that in mind. Uh, Baltimore was up 36.9%. Cleveland up 35.8%. Milwaukee, 34.3%. Richmond, Virginia up 30%. But the largest increases occurred in new listings occurred in the Midwest, even though the Midwest was only up 19.8%, we had more listings than everybody else had to start with. So our shortage isn't anything close to what other people's shortages are. So All right. Go. And I, anecdotally, I, in my, my little neck of the woods, my little neighborhood, I've seen, I think, four new listings in the past week. Yep. Houses yep. have gone up. Yep, definitely. And this now, this is the... This is the real, um, I guess this is the truth right here. This report notes that new listings still remain below a typical 2017, 2018, 2019 market, actually down 9.5%. Okay. But because sellers are starting to enter the market, you know, it does feel like, oh, like you just said, four new ones in my in my neighborhood. Well, a couple of years ago, if you saw four new houses come on your market one week in the summer, you'd be like, oh, four new houses. Nothing of it, you know, right, but because we're true. we haven't seen it as much. That's that's the deal. So, Interesting. well, I wonder if this will result in people looking to the Midwest to relocate. Well, I mean, after watching that baseball game, they're all going to want to live in Iowa and probably some in Minnesota. But, yeah, no, I, I think so, you know. Now, another article that caught my attention because I was, you know, we have a lot of small towns around us. Uh, the title of this article was called Small Town Home Prices Rival Those in Big Cities. And I thought, how can that be? Well, it started out by talking about small towns being populations between 10,000 and 50,000. I'm like, okay, that's not our idea of a that's small town. <laughs> medium cities there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are pretty good-sized cities if you live in Minnesota. But um, anyway, there were some small towns that the prices in their towns rivaled nearby large cities. Well, okay, if you're comparing... Vineyard Haven, Massachusetts, <laughs> where the median value is six ninety nine, and then they say, "Well, that tops Los Angeles, where the median home value is six thirteen, or Breckenridge, Colorado, has home prices that rival those of San Diego, five seventy nine six is the average in Breckenridge." Well, it's Breckenridge. Or, but it's Breckenridge. <laughs> and then and then they talk about Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Well, okay, so these are all places that the rich and the famous come and buy vacation homes. For sure. But what happens is these types of buyers drive up those home prices oh, yeah. and then make housing difficult to afford for the locals who are not those high-income earners. That was already so, happening like two or three years ago, the last time oh, it was Oh, gosh, in yes. Oh, gosh, yes. And then, you know... people living in tent cities who were the... The seasonal workers. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is so crazy. And and you're right. That was happening pre-COVID. But now this is exaggerated even more. Well, because so many people did so well on the stock market that it just put them in such a good, you know, 
equity position and wealth position that if they've always wanted that vacation home in Breckenridge, that was the time to go get it. Yeah. You know, they had to bid for it, so there you go. They ha- oh, they had to fight for it, and they paid plenty, but then again, they were cash buyers, right? And <laughs> the cash buyers were taken over. I just so, love yeah. that the headline, though. That was... Yeah, it's a little a deceiving. Just a little misleading. Just a little misleading. I'm like, oh my gosh, you mean to tell me houses in Wabasha are going to be as expensive yeah. as houses in Rochester? <laughs> nah, it wasn't anything like that. Okay. Well, we have to take a break. We'll come back and chat some more with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results, here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Andy Brownell and Robin Gwaltney here on this Saturday morning. Um, so the bidding wars, you mentioned Breckenridge and Jackson Hole with the really expensive homes, but the bidding wars are still going on, right? I mean, we're still seeing multiple offers. We are seeing multiple offers, and I will tell you that I've actually had some buyers get lucky, and as long as they've come in with a really good offer, not have to get into a bidding war, or maybe just up against one other offer, or maybe two other offers. So it is getting easier and easier for the buyers, no doubt about it. But I don't want people to misinterpret that and think that means, oh, you know, that means prices are going to start going down, the market's really cooling off. No, it's not that. It's just that... Some buyers have gotten tired and gotten out. You know, they've just given up. And other buyers have hung on and stuck around. And then there are more and more sellers that are saying, okay, now's the time I'm going to get my house out there. So it's just getting to be a little more favorable, but still a fantastic time to be a seller. You're still going to get a really good price for your house. It's still going to sell really quickly. But at least buyers are not as um, depressed about the situation as they were just even a few months ago. But isn't it also, Robin, the the asking price of the home now more closely matches the selling price? Yes, so that absolutely. So you don't have to have that bid ten, twenty thousand dollars over because it's already priced into the house. So we're if I guess one way I could sum it up is we're getting back to somewhat of a resemblance of a normal market. Well, that's good news then. It's in the future. I mean, we can see it off on the horizon for sure. It is good news. It's good news for everybody. And then... Um, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, the people that aren't getting into homes are the ones that have got exhausted and they are stepping aside and saying, we're just going to rent for another year or two. Well, guess what that has done to the rental market? Oh, goodness. Yeah, so I actually found an article titled, Bidding Wars Erupt for Renters as the Economy Recovers in a Hot Housing Market. Yes. And isn't that just crazy? Yes, it sounds insane. And and especially knowing that to offset some of the losses that some of these um, landlords have suffered from the COVID eviction moratorium, they're actually raising rents. Okay, so rents are higher. But there are still people fighting for rentals, and they're seeing things like um, 
the people who are looking to rent are much like higher credit scores, higher income. So it's kind of changing um, the demographic of who is out there renting. So some of these landlords are actually seeing people fighting for the rental. And when they're filling out the application, they're actually adding verbiage about um, we're willing to pay 200 a month more than you were asking. So literally, um, bidding wars. Yeah. In July, rents rose nationally 7% year over year for a one-bedroom apartment and 87 for a two-bedroom apartment. But people are still fighting to get into those. So, yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm trying to understand this. Have we seen a huge increase in population? Is it... Or these um, are, are these rental homes? Are these uh, no one bedroom apartments, two bedroom apartments, wow. and there is there is a need for single family. So um, one of the things that I have heard over and over is that apartments. Well, some people stayed and just stopped paying, unfortunately. But some people said, "Okay, I'm getting out of here, getting out of my lease, moving back to my parents, or oh, moving sure. in with you know, moving other places." But now that they're being called back yep. to work, or they've gotten a new job, or so they're starting back all over again, getting out and on their own. Wow, so that, some of that, some of that's going on too. Okay, that that actually makes a lot of sense. And they're coming yeah. into a situation where they've got a bunch of cash because they've been saving, saving money by it up. not being in the yep. market. Yep, exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, actually, here's something that I, here's actually a real quote from a Vipian Matwani, managing principal with Iron Gate Development. He says, the rental applications that we're getting right now, we are seeing higher credit scores. We are seeing applicants willing to put down more in terms of security deposits. We're seeing strong rental history as well, and that ne- wasn't necessarily the case pre-COVID. So a landlord's dream. A landlord's dream. That's for sure. Well, I think they've kind of gone through a landlord's nightmare. Yeah. A lot of them with I the think COVID thing. So it in a yeah, lot of yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, are we seeing that? Have you seen any evidence of that happening around here? I've not. You know, and I'm not as. Um, I'm definitely not the pro on the rental market. So, I mean, from what I know, I think people are still renting and occupancy is still really good. I've not heard of anybody have to get into a bidding war to get a unit. I think Rochester has, uh, you know, you've seen a lot of apartments go up in the last few years, right? So I think we have been on the ball and kind of predicted what the future needs are. And I think we have um, a sufficient amount of rental units available that people are probably not having to get in a bidding war. But now that's... That's not based on any facts or data. That's just what yep. I think. Yep. And I saw the, the census data that came out at the end of the week showed Olmstead County grew just, I think it was about 13% wow. since the previous census. So overall, we've seen a significant rise in the number of people who live here. So that explains a lot of the apartment building construction. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I saw that, and this is the one I was going to ask you about because you might know. They said the fastest growing community in the entire country is the villages in Florida. <laughs> That's so funny. Isn't that, that, place, that senior living yeah, community? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a little side note. A couple of years ago, I think I, one of my articles on this show was that the, um, the highest number of STDs was in the villages in Florida. <laughs> 
So that's uh, what made me laugh out loud. I actually so know I guess, some folks who moved down there. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, better warn them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of funny because I think what it is is there is a lot of baby boomers, right? I mean, we're at that we're at that point in time where a lot of people are saying, you know what, I'm going to go, and if I'm going to have to go live somewhere, I'm not ready to be in a a nursing home setting or even an assisted sure. living setting. I just want to live in a fun. And you know what I'm saying, but just, <laughs> yeah, not too much fun, but just a fun 55 and over community um, where there's other people that are very much alive and very active and out and about. And I think it has become a really super popular place. I think I know three or four people personally that have moved from here and live there. So that kind yeah, it goes along with. Uh, I'm- Sometime in the past year, we talked about planned communities. That's what this is, Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Okay. If you live in the villages, you never have to leave. I mean, they've got <laughs> everything you need right there. All right. We have to take a quick break. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax results with us. And we'll be back on Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Good morning. Robin, you mentioned just a moment ago that you were seeing signs that we're getting closer to returning to a more normal market. Does that does that mean that people are going to have to go back to actually preparing their houses to be sold? That's and a real. It's a do, good point. <laughs> doing the little things like painting and you know it's, getting yeah. carpets and things like that. And you know what? I think that. Um, that, that is such a good point because it's always been smart to have your house look its very best to go on the market so that you can get, you know, the fastest sale, the most money. Well, we went through a phase where people could have cared less if you, you had it piled high with bags of garbage. They would have bought it and took taken care of it because there was just nothing else out there. So when I say that the some sort of normal market is back on the horizon, I do think that people are... I mean, I've been showing a lot of houses lately, and I get in, and they look awesome. You know, they're staged beautifully. They're very they're very well-appointed. They're clean, fresh coats of paint, and I think that it's really smart. And so there are still things that sellers should do, but I don't want people to go crazy. I don't want people doing complete renos. I don't want people, you know, doing some of the things that I would have suggested five or six years ago. So I think it's still really important to you know, call me, or if you have an agent that you have a relationship with, call them. Make sure that um, you're getting some professional advice about what things you should do to put your house on the market and what things you should just leave for the next owner. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's really a important. Seller's market. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Um, okay. So this was the article that I absolutely wanted to have time to get right. to because it is really fun. It says, "Are houses less?" affordable than they were in past decades okay so people are like what you know my dad would (laughs) say they are uh, but he'd say of course they are more affordable no i mean he would say yeah 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 he would say are you kidding me my house payment was only three (laughs) hundred dollars now people are paying three thousand dollars okay but then we have to think about so is the price of bread, a gallon of milk, a gallon of gas. I mean, that's called inflation, right? right. Everything has gone up. And pay has gone up. And pay has gone up. So there's this fun little chart that I found that shows, like, converting 
back then prices to today's prices factoring in inflation. And this is fun. Okay. So in 1975, you could borrow $35,000 at 8.89% interest, and your payment would be uh, $280. Yep. Okay. That sounds right on the money for okay. 75. You could have bought a house for 30 grand easily here. And that seems so cheap. But you know what? That equates to in today's wages and today's prices, that equates to $1,414. Oh. Wow. So it wasn't that cheap to buy a house then. I mean, it was a big chunk of your income. It was still, um, you know, it was still a big deal. It so was a, to, It was what everybody wanted to do as well. Right. And so, the so then... Dream. Move five years forward in 1980, you could get a mortgage for 57.6 at 12.71 percent, <laughs> and your payment has gone up to 624. So your payment has more than doubled in uh, five years from 75, and. That payment of 624 back then would be the same as 2058. Oh my gosh! Today, okay. So let's talk about today. Today you could buy a house, get a mortgage for three thirty seven four ten at two point seven percent interest, and your house payment is gonna be one thousand three hundred and eighty one. Okay? That is amazing. So now I'm just gonna read over these really quick. So in nineteen seventy five that house payment on thirty five thousand was equal to fourteen hundred and fourteen today, so that was more expensive. That's, that's roughly the house that you're talking about, though. Yeah, pretty close. Yep, yep. In nineteen eighty, that same mortgage of fifty-seven six at six twenty-four was equal to two thousand fifty-eight today, so way more, way more expensive, right? What could I get and, for two grand a month today? A lot more. That's for darn <laughs> sure. A lot more. Because that nineteen eighty house was probably a split hot, split with a detached garage. Well, you know, I can I can tell you like that whole DeWitt's development over in Cimarron. Right. I think those were like seventy five thousand when they were first built, and something that, that like was, that. That was early eighties. Yeah, and so in nineteen eighty five, a seventy five thousand dollar house, your payment was only seven ninety eight then, but that's equivalent to two thousand and two dollars <laughs> today. So this went through seventy five, eighty, eighty five, ninety, ninety five, two thousand, two thousand five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and there were only two years, two years in all that in all those decades where you could actually it was less it was actually more affordable, right? So in two thousand ten, if you borrowed one ninety seven at four point seven percent, your house payment was twelve hundred and eighty two. And that's because we just were right. coming out of a housing crash, right? Yes, exactly. So that was that was like just a special circumstance. And then last year in 2020, when you could get something uh, for 290 at 3.16 percent, your house payment was 1311. Okay, so prices have gone up, right. but interest rates have gone down. So now it's 1381. So you feel like, oh, my friends who bought last year did so much better. Uh, not that much better but you're and doing way better than mom and dad thank you so the truth of the fact i mean it really says bottom line here if you want to buy a home don't let the headlines 
about affordability discourage you? Because you maybe can't get the deal that your friend got last year, but you're getting a much better deal than your parents did 20 years ago or your grandparents did 40 years ago. So that's all about keeping it in perspective. It's a fantastic time to buy a house. There's no doubt about it. And that $350,000 house is a great deal. Absolutely. You're getting more house as well when compared to what you were buying in 75. Absolutely. And it's no different than, you know, the portion of your income that you're spending on housing. I I always tell, especially young buyers, let's not focus so much on the price of the house, because literally the chances of the fact that you're going to live here and pay off that 30 year mortgage are pretty slim. The average home buyer stays in their house five to seven years. So let's look at what it's going to take you to get into the house, what your payments are going to be each month. How does that fit your budget? And what kind of position will you be in when it comes time to sell the house? And those are the things that really matter. So that's where it's really important to have good guidance. And that's the thing I want folks to call you about. So if you're hearing this and you want to talk about how this is going to be for you individually to buy or sell your home, how do you get a hold of Robin Gwaltney? Absolutely. Would love to help. Just feel free to call me on my cell phone, 507 259 4926 and I will take your call if I'm on another call I'll call you back all right Robin we'll chat next week thanks so much absolutely all right that's Robin Wal- Robin quality I'm sorry quality group Remax results here on News Talk 1340 Carol C AM and 96.9 FM